Hey everybody, welcome to the Brand Sisters. I'm Claire. I'm Alexis. And today we're going to be talking about why your ideal client is not choosing you. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> this might not be true, and hopefully if it's not true, then you're not listening to this episode. But this for, is good. Yeah, for some of us, this might be um, helpful and revealing. Yeah, I but I think for all of us, um, I think most companies, most businesses deal with this at some point, right? Absolutely. They have, they're like, wait, no, that, why didn't they choose me? You know, or like, why are we, why is my business not as successful? Why it's, you know, our profit not quite what we would anticipate, right? Yeah. And even if it's not happening repeatedly, I think we've all had, all of us had times where we're like, wow, they were the perfect fit for us. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they choose, or we were the perfect fit for them? Yeah. Or we, we could have been good we together. Been, yeah. <laughs> yes. This could have been a great thing. Why yeah. didn't they hire me? Right. Oh, I'm right. excited to hear about this. Great. Um, so this was inspired by a quote by a Harvard business professor, Gerald Saltman. And he said, 95% of buying decisions are made in the subconscious. So that kind of just like got me thinking a little bit as to like what goes on in the consumer mind before they're making a business purchase, whether that's like buying into a service or buying into a brand, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like pulling the trigger on, on purchasing, but ultimately that is kind of the point, right? Right. I do want them to, um, you know, support whatever we're doing. But so I think that in this day and age and in this climate, the whole, the age old saying of it's not personal, it's business could not be more false. I feel like that that phrase just doesn't apply anymore. You're right. And there's been like, I think the last couple decades, right, with the rise of social media, it's shifted businesses completely to where like, if, if a business isn't a brand, then it can't survive, right? So because of this whole shift, we've seen this in business. I mean, if you if you look like 50 years ago, right, or even 20, 30 years ago compared to now, you see that businesses have built up such a personality, right? Each business has such a personality to the point where like, if you just Google brand, you know, like you can, you can dive into like the 12 brand archetypes and like brand personalities and the tone of voice and the, you know, it's like so, um, you know, multi-layered in terms of what goes into building a business that just did not exist decades ago, right? Like decades yeah. ago, it was cool just to like open up shop you know you have the local hardware store and like you don't maybe don't even give it a name right like it's just the local hardware store it's so different now right like you can you there's you google detergent and you get like thousands of thousands of listings on google right mm -hmm. if you're trying to find like shampoo there's like hundreds of different companies right. that you can choose from now um are like the average consumer is bombarded you know throughout the day probably hundreds of times by different, you know, marketing ploys and, and basically businesses trying to get their attention. Um, and so because of that, because of that high stimulus for us these days, we've just become a lot more um, discerning, right? Like I think the consumer has become a lot more discerning and we're much less likely to purchase from someone that we don't have a connection with. That's true. And I want to say something about us being more discerning. I think that that's partially true. I think another thing that's true though is companies have gotten so 
great at marketing to us. Mm. So while we're discerning, they're doing things that are so strategic to get us to buy or invest in them, mm-hmm. right? It's not the. It's not just like everything you're saying. That's so, I mean, like very eye opening for me. Thinking about you're right. If if we wanted anything, shampoo, dad would have taken us to like the local CVS yeah, yeah. or whatever it was, and that's where we would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. And now we we search for things. We're looking for things, mm-hmm. right? We We're are comparing and yeah, comparing. Or like we've seen somebody else that's marketed to us and we're interested and we're invested. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think we are more discretionary, but we're also being targeted to mm-hmm. in a very specific way. And some people are so good at doing that, that we invest in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, it, it's such a different climate. And I feel like we're kind of at a unique point at our age where we get to see that difference, you yes. know, like we get to see kind of that comparison of what how much it's evolved. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously it has become, it's just become very apparent that we, we are bombarded. Right. I mean, we talk about that a lot anyway, just, just with like the stimulation, just like the pure stimulation. And so because of that, we have to like, just, you know, starting up your business and you think, you know what you're doing and, you know, but you have other competitors, like that's just, it's not enough, right? Like it's not enough just to, um, feel like you're doing it right. right. <laughs> like you, there's so much research that goes into making sure that you have a business that's built to succeed. Right. It's just, it's different these days. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> we were obviously as most of listeners probably know at this point, we have a big family, six kids. And I remember we speaking of hardware store, we were at like, what was the hardware store? We were younger. It wasn't Osh. Osh. Was it Osh? Yeah. Okay. In Watsonville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were at Osh and which my, was a weekly activity. Yes. <laughs> Somehow we needed to go to the hardware store or dad needed to go to the hardware yes. store every week. And yeah. We would go Absolutely. to the hardware store. Yeah, exactly. It was like a Saturday, you know, routine that we would go run errands with my dad and then he'd take us to lunch and we look forward to it every week. Yes. And we're going once and you know, a lot of kids, this happens every now and then I got lost in the store and I remember being so, 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 so scared and terrified and running through the aisles, you know, trying to find somebody. And then, um, I remember I was walking down one aisle in particular and all of a sudden from like way behind me, I heard someone call my name and with that, I didn't even have to turn around. I knew it was Antonia. Like right away, I knew it was my sister Antonia and I, it, it was familiar. Right. And so I turned around and thank God, you know, like I was saved. Unfortunately, that was not the only time that <laughs> Claire got that happened. Claire got left <laughs> literally everywhere. Literally, so she everywhere. has reason to be concerned <laughs> when she's lost because we used to leave her places literally everywhere. I'm, I'm the quiet one in our family, and so it was just like not unusual for me to. And there were not cell phones in those right. days, so yeah, exactly. we always we picked her up. We yeah, figured I it was out always at some found point. eventually. Yeah, yes. Um. So, but the whole the whole point of that story was just like. I didn't have to see her. I didn't have to be around my family to have recognized and heard her voice, right? It was familiar to me. And I think that there is, um, we, when we find a brand or business that we resonate with, there is something of, of, there's something familiar, right? And it may not be like, um, familiar in the sense that like, uh, I think that it could go two ways. One, it's like familiar where it's like, yes, this is a, this is a similar voice to like values that I have. Right. 
Um, this is a similar voice to maybe what I speak to myself or what other people that I love, how they speak to me, right? It's a good familiar voice or it's a voice in the sense that like, I want to be more like that, right? Like right. it's a familiar voice of, of like aspiration, yes. you know, but either way, without having to belabor that point, there's a familiarity in it, right? There's something about it that makes us feel at ease and we're not on guard, which I think is like super crucial, right? Like we, if at any point with a business, we feel like we have to put our guard up, like we're just being, um, you know, harassed basically by like all these marketing attempts and we can tell like someone's just trying to take our money. Like that is that we will automatically say no. Um, and I, what was interesting, this, um, Harvard business professor talked a little bit about how, like how much of our buying decisions, because it's 95% subconscious, so much of it is just like primal, you know, that like, we don't want to take risks naturally, right? Like we are naturally more cautious creatures and we don't want to, when it comes to like making a decision that is going to cost us something like money wise or time wise or whatever it might be, um, we don't want it to be in vain, right? And we don't want to put ourselves in danger, whether that's like our finances or physically or emotionally, whatever. We want to make sure that it's, it's a solid investment. So I think in, in a sea of a lot of noise, um, and a lot of competition and not necessarily like other competitors in our field even, you know, but it's just like a lot of competition, a lot of noise period, you know, that people are getting, consumers are getting, we need to be familiar so that when they are in a huge store and there's a lot of, you know, noise and people around or whatever, like they can hear that voice and they can, they resonate and feel like, okay, yeah, that's familiar. And I want to move towards that. I mentioned this in, in another podcast, but for me, some of those businesses are like, you know, Patagonia, free people. I feel like those, when I see something from them, I, it's like a breath of fresh air, right? Like I like to see their stuff because, um, I think for them to in particular, like I love to aspire to being that active, free, free spirited individual. And so it's more of like an aspiration, right? And so because of that, like I want to be around them. I mean, you think of like when you're in high school and you see like the cool kids, like you want to, you want to be cool. So you want to be around those cool people, right? Like there is so much of like that familiarity in terms of, of being around people we want to be like. Um, and then I think that it's, it's really important to understand that like, you know, good, good branding makes you money. Right. And if we have any, any like inkling that a business is two-faced, right. Or like is not genuine or authentic, then we will run because there's tons of other options. Right. And so that's why good, solid, consistent messaging is so important if you are saying one thing and acting a different way, then it's going to send the wrong message. And we think about, you know, just with people, like if you're hanging out with somebody and they're acting one way with us and then they act a totally different way with somebody else, like there's just a red flag that goes off. Right. And, and it just, it breeds distrust, right? Like we don't want to, um, we don't want to spend time with that person and same with businesses, right? If we don't feel like we can trust them, we're not going to spend time with them and we're certainly not going to buy from them. Um, I think of examples of, of, and I think that like, I think we take this for granted a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm a wellness coach. Like, you know, obviously I give health tips, right? But you know, I've seen like some wellness coaches give like investment tips, you know, it's like, why are you doing that? Right? Like that's, 
that's off brand, right? And and so it it can it confuses your messaging and it confuses the audience, right? They're like, what what if if you're not predictable, right? To some extent, then it can be confusing and confusion leads to a lack of trust, which leads to distancing, right? Like then we don't want to we don't want to be um, part of what they're doing. So, um, you know, for example, like a, a high-end real estate agency, if they are selling multi-million dollar homes and they're writing blog posts about debt, you know, how to get out of debt, that's attracting the wrong audience, right? You don't want to be, they don't want to be selling to people who are in debt, right? Like that's, that would be opposite. Um, like a trusted insurance company, you don't want to, they don't want to be like, posting grainy selfies of them by the pool, you know, like that, that's conflicting messaging, but you see that all the time, right? Like on social media, especially I think people often, uh, blend personal and business a little bit too much to where it's, um, it's not, it gets conflicting. So I think if we could kind of boil it down to two takeaways, it would be to be predictable when it comes to what your ideal client can expect from you um, and making sure that um, if you say you're going to provide something for them, that you do it, right? So just basically being true to your word. Um, and the more true you are to your word, the more reliable that you seem and then the easier it is for your ideal client to trust you and then eventually, you know, build a connection and then they, they could be a loyal fan, right? Right. Um, and then the other takeaway would be to be human. Uh, make sure that you are showing the face behind your brand uh, because especially in, you know, with our climate, with so many competitors and so many people in the same industry, we have to make sure that we are setting ourselves apart and um, showing the person that's behind it. I think that that, that offers the opportunity for connection, right? right. If you're, if the business is just kind of cold and distant, which I, I don't think businesses think that they're being cold and distant, right? But if you come across um, a website and there is no, um, there's no like opportunity for, for you to like actually um, see somebody that's beyond like the, your classic like stock photos, you know, it just makes it less of an opportunity for them to really see, um, see someone that they could connect with, right? Mm -hmm. And that is, we're human beings. Like, we are made for connection. And so we want to see that. We want to we want to have that in our businesses, too. Okay. Um, I think that, first of all, when you're talking about predictability, I think it's so important to clarify that that doesn't mean boring. Mm -hmm. Predictable isn't boring. It's not cookie cutter. Right. What you're talking about is if somebody's investing in you mm -hmm. and investing in you may look like um, investing in like your social media marketing mm -hmm. in your email marketing, mm -hmm. right? That they're invested in those ways. They're following along to view that they should know what to expect because yeah. they've given you that part of them, right? They've given you the, the open door for connection and they want to know what they could possibly get and make sure that that is consistent, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that stuff is all should be designed when you're building your brand. Mm -hmm. It's we talk about those points because it doesn't mean not personal. And that's important to clarify too that the because most of us work in industries that are um, populated with people doing the same thing, we are our unique value proposition, mm -hmm. right? So we need to make sure that we are the distinguishing factor in our brand. And that doesn't always mean just who we are, but how we do things and like mm -hmm. our, 
are unique ways. And that also could obviously be company values too. We're not mm-hmm. just talking about personal as in ourself. But it's so important to make sure that those things are um, designed to appeal to our ideal client so they know what they can receive from us. Absolutely. Um, and I think if we were just to go back to the, you know, Gerald Saltman quote of like 95% of our buying decision is subconscious. I think that that, what ultimately that is saying is that there is so much about the way that we connect with people and the way that we connect with businesses that is below the surface, right? Beneath the surface. And a lot of that is just like intuition and sensing and feeling and, um, you know, the vibes that we get like from people and businesses that, that ultimately, um, we are like gut creatures, right? Like we, we've been told by our, you know, parents and grandparents, like follow your gut. There is wisdom there, right? Like we, we, and we just do that naturally. And so we have to, we have to stop underestimating our consumers, right? And, and our potential, you know, clients and visitors to our site and social media, whatever. Like we, we need to stop underestimating our ideal client. They, there is so much more that gets communicated than beyond what is seen, right? Beyond what we just simply put out there for face value. There's so much that goes beneath that. So I think if I could take a second just to encourage, you know, us and, you know, anyone who's listening and just all businesses that, um, just to go back to their core, right? Mm -hmm. Go back to like their identity and who they are and to find a home in that and to feel really comfortable there, right? Because if you're able to do that and you feel like you really understand who you are, then you're able to, that just, it seeps out so naturally and there will be a genuine lack or there will be a genuine trust that unfolds and a reliability that unfolds and a genuine connection that unfolds. And that paves the way for, you know, your ideal client to really feel like, yeah, you're a familiar voice, you're a wanted voice, you're a welcomed voice, and you're a voice that, like, I want to have in my life, right? right? Um, so just kind of, you know, just to remember to be who you are as, right. we, as we get told by our mom all the time. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you want to read more about that blog post in particular, make your way to our website, animala.com. Um, come hang out on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok. Check out our podcast. And um, where else are we? We're everywhere. Come hang out. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.